Are you ever curious what's going on behind the scenes in Hollywood? You watch a Netflix show or a Marvel movie and you wonder, why was that person in it? Why did this movie get made? I'm Matt Bellany, founding partner of Puck News, and I'm covering the inside conversation about money and power in Hollywood. With my new show, The Town, on the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm going to take you inside Hollywood with exclusive insight on what people in show business are actually talking about. Multiple times a week, we're going to bring you short, digestible episodes featuring some of the smartest people I know breaking down the hottest topics in entertainment to tell you what's really going on. Follow The Town now and listen on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by USAA Auto Insurance. Life is full of tough decisions. Thanks to USAA Auto Insurance, picking your auto coverage is not one of them. Make the switch to USAA Auto Insurance and find out how much you could save. Get a quote today. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Netflix. They say a gentleman always keeps his word, but I can't repeat any of the words that the weed-dealing, gambling, murdering aristocrats say in The Gentleman. Guy Ritchie's first TV show ever, only on Netflix, based on his award-winning film, The Gentleman Series stars Theo James, my guy from White Lotus, and a whole new cast of criminal lords and ladies slumming it in Britain's criminal underworld. Guns out, pinkies up. Don't miss The Gentleman, now playing only on Netflix. The Rewatchables is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find the Bill Simmons Podcast. You can find Higher Learning with Van Lathan. You can find the Ringerverse. Yes. With Van Lathan. What's going on in the Ringerverse? Are there so movies much. coming out? Not Things right now. coming out? It's end of year wrap-up time. Okay. It's time to wrap up the mediocre year that it was in comic book movies. The, the B-minus, C-plus wrap-up. The B-minus, C-plus wrap-up. and But it's important to do because... You get a hold on the entire culture of the of the nerddom, and we get to have like a state of the nerddom situation. Mm, okay. Coming up on this podcast, my name is Bill Simmons. I am a survivor living in New York City. <laughs> I am Legend is next. Dr. Robert Neville. 2012. I am broadcasting on all AM frequencies. I'm a survivor living in New York City. If anyone is out there, please, you are not alone. I am legend. All right, so we want to do a Will Smith movie. Because he has a new movie coming out, and there's been some Will Smith discourse. Do you want to scream Will Why now, or do you want to wait like five minutes? I don't know if there's a Will Why in there. Not for the Chris Rock slap? No. It's kind of like... Not I a Why? It's, That's I think a, it's a, a lowercase Why? I think it's a damn Will. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think so. Well, I think we hit the Will Why, but it's like, damn, Will. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Come on, man. You had I mean, it all. You like, had it all in front of you. What were you doing? Yeah, but you know what? I think, I think Will, Will I, I don't think, I think Will is, so you think Will is gone. You think Will is off I don't, and that's why don't, we want to do this so podcast. because he is guess what? not even close to that, man. I really enjoyed I Am Legend, and I wasn't thinking about him hitting Chris Rock during it. I was just like, this is a good movie. It's Will Smith. Yeah. They had I'm a back. bad night. Yeah, had a bad night. It's, time has passed. Right. I think it's a little weird that he's doing the interview circuit. 
He's got a movie to come out. I get it. I know that he has to, but I almost would have done nothing and just done the Leo and just... Just put the movie out. Just put the movie out. So, hold on. So, Bill, what you're saying is Apple does the movie with Will. Yeah. And Will just goes, I'm not talking. Just put it out. If (laughs) If I'm Apple... If you're Apple... I don't want him talking. Really? Get it out. Just let some time pass. Some time pass. Let's get to the next Oscars. Let's get through the Chris Rock Netflix special where I'm sure he's going to do 20 minutes of material on Will Smith. Let's get through all that. Let's hit all the checkpoints. And then I'm ready to hear from Will Smith. So if you're Apple, you spent money on the movie and you actively don't want that movie's promotion, even though when Will Smith opens his mouth, everybody is going to listen to what he has to say. Did everybody listen? I can't think of two things he said in the Trevor Noah interview. But but you but you know that there was a Trevor Noah in it. I do. That's all I know. Right. So what I'm saying is that he did the Trevor Noah thing. He's got a Red Table Talk coming out pretty soon. I saw them pumping that up pretty soon. So he they he, you have to promote the movie. They spent millions of dollars on the movie. So wait, you got to promote the movie. Are you buying anything authentic that Will Smith has to say about anything these days? Because I'm not. Do you know why I'm not? Because I don't think he's worked it out yet. Me neither. So I, it's not because I don't think that he's lying. Or I don't think that he's uh, being disingenuous. I don't think Will. I think that's been enough time for Will to have like worked out what went wrong that night, how he was feeling. And he kind of admits to that, talks about that a little bit. So when he's trying to talk about it, you're watching somebody kind of fumble around and fuck it up a little bit because he needs a little time away from it to kind of figure out how his wires got crossed to that level. I'm fine with, I didn't think I would be after it was so weird and the Oscars and what happened, but I'm okay with it now. Mm-hmm. Like, the library has not been affected to me. I, I test drove a little Bad Boys over the summer, and I'm like, you know what? I still love this movie. I don't right. care that he hit Chris Rock. Right. I Am Legend thoroughly enjoyed. And in general, like, I don't really care. It's not like the Kanye situation. Well, yeah, it's, Where it's, it's like, I don't totally, want to blast not- Kanye in my car. Wait, wait, wait. It's not like it's not like the Kanye situation. Well, you know what I mean. It's totally fucking different. I get it. Yeah. I'm saying like right. Kanye's like Kanye's out. Kanye's just yeah. out of my life. A guy, guy's a fucking Nazi compared to a guy who had a bad night <laughs> right. and smacked the guy wearing a tuxedo. It's like, what dude is a Nazi? It's like, Nazi is way over there. The other guy, he fucked up. He fucked up. <laughs> bad. Fucked up bad. So, bruh, like It's bruh. more that he fucked up the greatest night of his life, which is worse than fucking up. So I'm I'm at that point in New York shooting hip-hop homicides. I didn't yeah. even see it live. Uh. So I'm in New York shooting hip-hop homicides, and I wake up. I've, I slept through it. I didn't see the Oscars. I slept through it. I wake up the next morning, and I literally have 100 text messages. Mm. And <laughs> Kalika's like, Yo, because they went to an Oscar event. Because remember, we won the year yeah, before. So right. they went to an Oscar event. So they're like, um, yo, uh, Will Smith just slapped the hell out of Chris Rock. Is this real? Yo, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and then the, the last one is, oh, you must be asleep. Because there's no way that you're not talking about this right yeah. now. And then I woke up like, man, was that real? Everybody's asking me, is it real? Like, man, do you know something? Is that real? And then the last text you got was from Will Smith, who just said, help. <laughs> help me. And then, and then so when I woke up, the world's made their decision, yeah. and I watch it. And, and, you know, even to this day, there'll be times when I'm, like, working out or walking around or, like, writing to where it'll just jump in my mind. Yo, Will Smith walked on stage yeah. at the Academy Awards 
and smacked the shit out of somebody. And it was Chris Rock. What kind of with simulation? With Chris Rock with his hands behind his back. What type of simulation are we living in? Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the, Wait, at but the Oscars. It's see, so I, nuts. It, to me, it's not just a slap. It's the very strange speech an hour later. It's Denzel trying to calm him down. It's them not kicking him out. And then it's him going to the Vanity Fair party. Like, nothing happened. Well, right. this fucking Oscar. Like, well, that's Hollywood. I mean, that was a whole night of bad decisions. Yeah. Well, that's Hollywood, though. That's Hollywood. It. That's the same crowd who, I mean. Oh, they love a comeback in Hollywood. They love a comeback, right? And they that was the shortest comeback ever. We had seen comebacks before. Remember the whole Elia Kazan uh, uproar at the Academy Awards? I guess that's the late 90s where Elia Kazan comes back yeah. and everybody didn't know what to do. And there's Ed Harris and um and like not standing up and clapping for him and then you have obviously Roman Polanski's situation from 2003 uh, more where, than a situation well, I mean yeah, yeah he's on the run yeah for standing ovation right and they the whole town is clapping as if that they're rough. in defiance of the fact that he raped a child yeah you know what I mean and so in that moment like you get to the Oscars and that night is such about there's such a, a sycophantic air to the night itself that yeah. they don't know how to do anything but buy into that. Oh, forget about whatever you did. It's a night of celebration of the art. So when Will gets up there, he actually challenges the crowd, if you ask me, because he goes, he gets up there and he's talking about it and he says, what you just saw was like, that was an old Richard Williams coming out or something like that. Yeah. He's talking about the fact that he just smack this motherfucker in front of everybody and he's he's trying to justify it no he didn't try he did yeah. and i'm not and, and, and by, like he didn't try he did and so i'm not i'm not clutching my pearls at what happened between will smith and chris rock i've seen worse it's like he cool with me he said sorry whatever it's not that big of a deal but in the moment to see everybody kind of not know what to do and just like reflexively clap and stuff, it was just a really interesting study in the town itself. As far as Will, I well, don't... there's also an authenticity thing that comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. That ties into all the Will Smith Jada stuff and all the rumors about their marriage and everything else. And then, you know, it's that Cruz has a little bit of the same issue, right? Where it's like the public persona of somebody. Versus what we actually think the person is like when it, when it is like that disparate. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people have had in trouble with, with Will Smith because when like this movie we did, which came out 15 years ago, he's top of the world. Yeah, he's he has man. graduated from, he has all these different movies he made where there still has to be one other piece, right? It's like men in black, Tommy Lee Jones has to be in it, right? Mm -hmm. Bad boys, Martin Lawrence has to be in it. Ali, it's a Michael Mann movie. But he moves legend Bagger Vance, who's with Matt Damon. He oh, moves. You brought that one up. Well, he moves into this mid two thousands thing where it's like, no, I'm gonna carry my own fucking movies now. Hitch, yeah. I Robot, I am Legend. Yeah, I am Hancock. Hancock, I am the biggest star in the world. I am the biggest movie star in the world. So I am Legend. He does the. I'm such a big movie star. There's gonna be nobody else in the movie for mm -hmm. forty five minutes. It's yeah. just me. I'm doing the Tom Hanks Castaway. I'm doing what Matt Damon eventually does in The Martian. Mm -hmm. This is like the last level of star power. Yeah. Where, hey, I'm just, it's just me and the screen. You guys will be fine. You'll enjoy this. That's how big of a movie star is. Not that many movie stars can do it. Like, think about under 40 guys we have now 
who could just carry a movie by themselves for 45 minutes? I cannot think of one. Well, because there's a combination of it. You have to have the acting chops, which, by the way, this is one of the finest performances of Will Smith. Agree. Yeah. All right. So you have to have the acting chops, but you also have the gravitas and charm of a movie star. Charisma. The charisma, yeah. Well, you, you have to have that, and we don't have... We're short on that because the roles define the actors more now than the actors defining the roles. Yeah. And that's just by virtue of what Hollywood has become. There might be a couple of guys, but who are you... Let me ask you a question. Under 40, who would you even want to watch in this? There's nobody. I mean, this is what Wesley wrote about in the New York Times a couple weeks ago, that it's this... And I remember writing about it for Grantland in 2011 about, like... The last movie star. And it was about Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Will Smith is the last movie star we have. The last person who... The movies we talk... Like, we did Paul Newman last week. We did mm -hmm. The Verdict. Paul Newman, massive movie star. Mm -hmm. If he's making a movie, it's like, well, I'm going to go see that unless the reviews are horrible. I'm right. going because it's Paul Newman. We just don't have actors like that anymore. I don't think we have actresses like that either. Mm. Town changed. Town uh, changed. What, and what made money? Stardom changed. And Star stardom also, changed. like... There, we have more stars, not movies, TV, but like TikTok, YouTube, yeah. music, like social media. Yeah. There's just, there's more celebrity everywhere. So movie stars are just less important, I think, than they were. Even 15 years ago, Will Smith, where it's like, Will Smith has a new movie, I'm going. Denzel had it. Cruz had it. Cruz still has it, as long as it's the right role. There used to be multiple guys that had it at once. Yeah. And multiple ladies that had it at once. There was a great moment where there was a Sandra Bullock sort of uh, Julia Roberts. There were, oh, yeah. Yeah, there was the way there were multiple. Then Reese. Reese, and then Cameron Diaz comes charging up there for yep. a little while. There was multiple people kind of had that at once, and now it seems like there's nobody's hands, nobody's hands are on the wheel as far as that's concerned. And you can still have, like, the Woman King did well, right? And Viola Davis, I think everybody likes. She's not like a Will Smith star, but is a star that, at least if it's a good movie and she's the lead... The movie has a chance to work, right? But it's mm -hmm. you're also probably not going to a Viola Davis movie. It's like, oh, she's a diner waitress in well, New Jersey, and think, it's an indie movie. Well, I think Viola Davis is different in that she is in all. She's also an actor's actor. Yeah, and she she in a way is doing things. The Woman King was a amazing movie. She's in a way doing things that to me, not a lot of black actresses have done in the past, and she's reaching a level where she's actually starting to come into her own uh, movie stardom. And that the fact that that movie was so profitable was a big, huge deal. Yeah, but, and a big deal for her going forward because that'll buy her at least the, the front of the poster for her next thing. Yeah, and the movie was... It was, was a, good. It was an action movie yeah. when they were, ladies were kicking ass. Now, I, you know... For me personally, we could dip into some of the politics of the movie and some of the things like that. And so we, we could talk about it was on the higher end of those kind of movies. <laughs> right. Well, the the but, history behind the film. But 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 I really enjoyed it. And she carried it and it didn't miss one, it didn't miss one iota of that big movie feel. Which, by yeah. the way, other than superhero movies, a lot of these movies don't feel big. I'll give you an example of something. I just watched a movie that I loved. Yeah. Emily the Criminal. On Netflix. Oh, your your girl Aubrey. Like loved it. Do you know why? It felt small. It yeah. felt lean. It felt packed. There wasn't a wasted scene. It's not a movie star's movie, but it's a movie that I feel like they don't make anymore. Just about how somebody's shit went awry. Right. And I was refreshed to watch it because every film is trying to sell you a toy now. And it's getting as much as I love it, it's 
we're it's too far now. It's gone. It, yeah, it's gone too far. You feel me? I think it's been an okay movie year. Like I, I thought, Tar was really cool. I liked it. Yeah, it was a little with, too with little those, too long. With, but with those movies, at least it was original. With those types of films, you're always gonna have a lot of those every year. You know what I mean? You're gonna be years where everybody's gonna complain about all the superhero movies yeah. and be like, "Oh, did you see Minari? Yeah, like, did you like you, you? You know what I mean? They're always gonna be films like that. The question is like. Because it used to be that movie stars would make movies like that, and those would be films that we talked about all fall and all summer long, too. And it seems like now that those movies are kind of cornered on streamers and you got to go comb through the stacks at the at the movie library to kind of find them. Well, the thing with Will Smith, he's in this mid-2000s run where he just wants to make as much money as possible with every movie he's making. Sure. He's actually studying the science of what has succeeded with the biggest movies ever. And it's right. basically aliens, aliens disasters, yeah. all these different things, which leads him to this movie, which, you know, starts out with this 1954 novel by Richard Matheson. It was adapted in movies called The Last Man on Earth and The Omega Man. Omega Man, Charlton Heston. Which is was a cult movie for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a little dated now. It's 51 yeah. years old. Um, and then Will Smith at some point gets involved. He made a lot of safe choices for a long time here. And I think it to his detriment in some ways as an actor, where he's just going for commercial big ass stuff over and over again. And I think, you know, that that was why we did Focus, which I, I love Focus, I love but I love too. it as a rewatchable because it was just a really interesting choice by him. It was, it was like a little risky and he was playing Will Smith and he had to be romantic and do some stuff. This is a different kind of thing. This is a safe bet. Mm -hmm. It's Will Smith. He's the last man on earth. He's in New York City. And I remember being not that satisfied with the movie when it came out. I think it's aged really, really well, which is why we wanted to do this as a rewatchable yeah. because post-COVID, yeah. this is kind of an amazing rewatch. Right. I liked it almost immediately. Yeah, it took me about 10 years. Um, I, I liked it almost immediately. I liked it because I never thought of Will as a serious guy. Yeah. And this movie is incredibly serious. It's one of those films that straddles the line between popcorn and like tears because the entire movie is sad. Well, there's a fucking dog. Yeah. There's a dead wife and daughter. I couldn't even watch the dog scene this time. On the rewatch, I couldn't do it. I love my dog too much. I've seen it. I've seen enough. I've seen the scene several, several different times. The movie is so sad and so weighty that at that point, it signaled Will actually transitioning to a different part of his career. Mm. The focus made sense to me because remember, Will gets to a part to where it's this film. The Pursuit of Happiness might have been a it was bit, before it was this. Before this, he did seven pounds. Seven which pounds sucked. and seven pounds. Like Will's trying it. He's trying to come out of popcorn guy to take me seriously guy. He he tries it and it goes on for years and years until. He forgot who he was, and he he kind of lost his way a little bit. He needed. I remember the piece I wrote in 2011. Part of it was about how he turned down the Jamie Foxx part in Django, mm -hmm. and I, I just think he needed like three of those. When we were talking about Paul Newman last week, Newman was always. I mean, Newman put together like one of the best careers ever, and part of it was because he always remembered like every once in a while, I, I got to make one for them. I got to make the ones I care about. And he would kind of go back and forth between those two. Cruise is always about, I just want to be liked. 
Yeah. Right. Every day, except for Magnolia, but even that was like a smart move, right? Mm-hmm. He gets work with PTA. Smith, just for years and years, was like, I just want to make popular movies that make the most money. And even this, like in the research, he was disappointed didn't make $80 million in the first weekend. Yeah. Made like 75. And he was like, ah, we failed. And it was like the biggest December opening ever. This movie made a ton of money. It made $585 million. Mm-hmm. And he still was like, I'm slightly disappointed. I thought this was going to be like a $750 million movie. That was his mindset. He wanted to be the biggest and the best. And he basically wanted to be bigger than Cruz. I think he left some stuff on the table, though. In terms of what? I just think he was a better actor than that. And I think, I, I just think he needed, like, over the course of this stretch, which is basically Will Smith's prime, like, two good ones. Two, like, take some chances on a couple indies or a supporting part in a bigger movie, stuff like that. He just didn't do it. It's well, like, I want to be on the poster every time with a big movie. I think the chances that were missed had more to do with the filmmakers that he paired himself with than it did. I, because, mm. l- like, we, what you didn't have was... Uh, and part of this comes from the the fact that Will Smith is black, too. And let me tell you what I mean by that. It's like... What? <laughs> well, there are... They're they're not Will didn't do it the traditional way, right? Yeah. So Will's never made a movie with Spike, not that I know of, right? He's never done a Spike movie. I'm not Scorsese, sure. Scorsese, no. Scorsese. Will I'm not sure if Will's ever done a movie with an all black cast. He might he never had his boomerang. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So he so Will Will did it in a he really did it in a different way. And what I mean to say by that is like there should have been a Spielberg movie in there somewhere, you would think. Like in this run, like his version of Minority Report, his version of Minority Report. I don't think he cared about that stuff, though. But, but what I'm saying is that those movies, like Hitch, is to me Will Smith at his movie star yeah, apex. And the only, the only reason why I say that is because that's a breezy C plus romantic comedy that should not work. Except now he's overqualified to be in it. That he straps the yeah. movie to his back and charms you to the finish line. Yeah, but there's not a war of worlds in there. Whereas, like once again, it's him and Spielberg. Like, Michael Mann was probably the most interesting director he worked with in that time. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, for for Ali, like yeah. in that time, it was it was it was Michael Mann. I liked Ali. It's I just it's a f- really flawed movie that we have not done on this pod. That is an eight hour Netflix. What series. makes you like that movie so much? I think it's got some great sections in it. It's a hard movie to watch, man. The first seven minutes, I think, are fantastic with the Sam Cooke song. Can't remember first um, seven minutes. What like? But it's it's all over the place. It tries to cover fifteen years in two hours, and yeah. uh, I think the last fight's really good. Oh, the last fight works. Yeah, in the rain and Zaire, I, mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, so there's a COVID piece to this that we have to talk about with I Am Legend. Sure. That has made this movie. It was a borderline rewatchable to begin with. Now it's a fucking rewatchable. Mm-hmm. I, I would urge people to watch this movie again in the post-COVID context because mm-hmm. a virus basically wipes out the entire society. It's it's the worst version of whatever you had in your head that would happen with COVID. And it's, it's just what hard I was not convinced would happen. By the way, yeah, it's hard not to watch this movie now and think like, all right, this is how COVID could have gone in different ways. You know, yeah. where it's like a man-made thing. That just spirals. It's unclear why he's immune to the virus. We never really get an awesome answer to that, it just, but it doesn't it matter. It yeah, happens. it doesn't matter. It's like some people are immune. And 
in the context of COVID, it kind of creeped me out. In a good way. As a, as a movie, I was like, fuck, it started to like fuck with my head as I was watching it. So my my most rewatchable scene, and I think the finest scene of acting that Will Smith has done in his career to me, is in this movie where he's giving her the raw stats on the virus. You know that scene? Yeah. And I th- that scene right there is the one, and we'll get to it in the most rewatchable scene, but that scene right there is the one that post-COVID hits hardest for me. Yeah. Because he's telling you, he's giving you raw numbers. The virus had a 90% kill rate. There were this many people on Earth. He's talking to her like a, like a pathologist, like a physician, like a virologist, and he's giving you the raw stats, and you think, Jesus, what if COVID would have had... COVID, I think, is like 1% lethal, 2% lethal, or something like that. Yeah. What if COVID would have been 10% lethal? What if COVID would have been... What if it had been 80% lethal? What if, 80 is fucking nuts, right? But <laughs> well, what was it in I Am Legend? It was it was ninety percent ninety nine percent lethal. No, it right? was not, it was so there, it was ninety percent lethal. So it straight up killed ninety percent of the people. Yeah, one percent of the people were immune. So that's like twelve million people, and then everybody else turned into dark seekers. So the dark seekers that were like six hundred million people or something like that fed on the healthy people mm. until there were no people. It's just so fucking scary, especially having living having lived in a time post COVID where that type of pandemic actually stricken the earth. And you're like, God damn, we know that it can happen. <laughs> what the hell? He said 7 billion people on earth when the infection hit. KV had a 90% kill rate. That's 5.4 billion people dead. Crashed and bled out. Dead. Yeah. Less than 1% immune to me. That left 12 million healthy people like you mean, Ethan. The other 580 million turned into your dark seekers. Dark Seeker's great name, by the way. Yeah, I mean, really, like just elite. Yeah. So yeah, watching this in post COVID, it's a different movie, and it's a it's a better movie. It's it's like if you're doing like <laughs> positives of COVID, which is the shortest <laughs> list ever. It's like I am Legends twenty percent better now. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we had uh this movie. They spent one hundred fifty million on it. Made five eighty five. Our guy Roger Ebert gave it three stars. Mm. And like the like the same stuff we like, the Will Smith performance. This is also like an awesome how did they do that movie? Oh yeah, for sure. Like when when I was New York City without people without is just people, mesmerizing to watch. See, like when he's um when he's hitting the golf balls off of that thing that you passed out by when you're riding down the West Side Highway yeah. with that big fucking battleship, whatever it is. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, yo, man, how'd they get how did what did they do? Are they on the lot? Yeah, like did they? Is that CG? Like, how did they? How they do so much of this? Because these are these are places that look super real. I'm, I'm assuming they 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 built them on a, on the lot or something like that. No, but. they did. What they did was they used New York City. They shut down some streets to get some of the shots, and then they used CGI to erase people from it and mm. add the weeds and stuff. Yeah, it's for 07, It was incredibly realistic. I'm sure they could do it slightly better in 2022, but for the most part. I they, look. The Dark Seekers aren't great, and I think that was one of the flaws yeah. of the movie. Yeah, the Dark Seekers don't look. They don't look. But you know. New York City looks amazing, and yeah. I, the only two times I remember really movies that did this, where you're just your jaw drops, was this in Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky, which is a weird movie, but they cleared out Times Square. They yeah. actually they paid to clear it out, and he wakes up in there, and it's like Jesus Christ, empty Times Square. This is amazing. They go to a whole other level in this movie. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's the best part of the movie other than Will Smith. 
It's like, this is, how'd they do this? You're right. just over and over again, like, Jesus, how'd they do that? A feral wilderness New York City where there are lions and deer and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. Just, Crazy deer. Just utterly compelling. Yeah. Utterly compelling. By the way, could have spent another half hour just, just watching him go just around the city. Just watching him hunt deer yeah. and evade predators. Like, utterly compelling to watch. Like, he's hunting with his dog... And he's and the dog is Sam, who's a the the best co-star of the movie. Uh just great. Just like fantastic stuff. Even then, I'm like, wow, this is really, really interesting. Now, I wasn't as scared or as captivated then because like I said, I hadn't lived it yet. Good big screen movie, too. Yeah. Because it sure. looked really cool on the big ass screens. We'll take a break. We'll do uh rewatchable scenes. We can get into some of this stuff. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance has the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app. And replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them. Which could put your wallet at ease too, by the way. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hulu, where this March there are enough new shows and movies to keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Stream the all-new documentary Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale set in Japan. And we are covering that on the Prestige TV podcast, by the way. All this and more is on Hulu this month. So what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. All right. Most rewatchable. We mentioned this at the top, but this movie starts out great. And one of the reasons it's a rewatchable, this is unusual because I like the first hour of the movie the most. Yeah. I basically, if Sam's alive, I'm I'm in. Yeah. If Sam's about to die, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm yeah. flipping channels. What yeah. uh, what else is on? But uh, that first scene, he's chasing a flock of crazed deer through empty New York City. He's driving his car really fast, so you start thinking like, all right, if I was by myself in New York City, the driving would be awesome. Amazing. That would be fun. It would be a fantastic place to drive if there was nobody else you had to worry about. Yeah. Um, the lion gets to the deer before him. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you're starting this movie and you're like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. There's no people. We're in New York City. There's a mountain lion. There's deer. It's not mountain lion. Where's it's everybody? Regular, it's a regular it's a lion. Pride of lion. Yeah, regular lion. Yeah. Where that's lion, I guess like got out of the cages. Yeah, probably they escaped the zoo because at this point, um, obviously the zoo's all fucked up and they're roaming around and they've like reverted back. The, the New York City is now the Ponderosa of wilderness. It's the Yellowstone. So. And then it's it's funny to me because he's he's using everything right to chase these deer down. He's got the gun. He's got the car. He's got Sam the guide dog. He's got Sam the dog. The lion's a better hunter. Still, still doesn't yeah. see that the lion's still a better hunter. Lions are gonna win. Mm-hmm. Next one, we go in the basement with him for the first time, and he's just got all these rats and shelves, uh-huh. and they're all fucking crazy. Yeah. Compounds one, three, four, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. Did not kill the virus. Compounds two, five, seven, twelve, 
13, 15, 17. I'll kill the host. And you're watching going, even if you've seen it, like, oh man, what's going on? Yeah. And he's doing like, all right, compound six, 17th one. Right? That didn't work. That one's dead. And uh, I just like when scientists are trying to solve stuff in movies like this. Because it establishes smart guy might be able to figure this one out, mm -hmm. but we have these crazy rats mm -hmm. that are fucking creepy. You're like, oh, none of those <laughs> get out of the cage. Uh, next one I have was Dumb Sam runs into the dark building. Come on, Sam. It's a dog. Sam, get your shit together. I thought we had this worked out. It's a dog. We don't go into the dark buildings. But I, another reason why I love that scene is because the deer is running and he starts to freak out mm. when the dog is about to run into the building. Yeah, you're like, why are you so scared it's of the like, building? Like, Sam, 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 Sam. And we don't really know yet what's like what we haven't really been. By the way, Francis Lawrence. Directing his fucking ass off. In yeah, this good movie. one. Good job by him. Like directing his ass off. We're like, what? Like, what's what the hell? But he knows what's in there, and they don't really show it. They don't. Well, they they, don't they tell show. Us. They show. We it. see the circle of bald guys, right? Just kind of huddled, and it's like, oh my god, what is this? He flirts with the idea of not going in. He can't leave his companion though. He can't. He risks his life for the dog right there. Great scene goes in there and that kind of kicks off all of our bullshit in a way. Well, you really love Sam. I love the bald zombie maniacs, the Dark Seekers. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure they needed to show them as much as they showed them. Hmm. I think I would have gone shark from Jaws a little bit. We see the circle. Mm -hmm. Not sure we needed to see them again for a while. Because the circle was so creepy. Yeah. It's like, what is this? But then, like, you because the what, CGI, what's a while though? I think when they're chasing him out, you could have edited it so that we don't really see. We don't see them. Okay. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I Just make it a little creepier. Yeah. Man, the hanging upside down scene is something else. What the hell are you doing out here, Fred? How did you get out of here? Fred, if you're real, you better tell me right now. If you're real, you better tell me right now. That that's so crazy. That's like, like one of the best six minute action scenes of this century. So, <laughs> first of all, it's like don't no don't the mannequin don't fall for this will. Well, don't fall for it. So there's something amazingly brilliant about that entire thing. Number one, Robert Neville is anybody else besides him has gone crazy. Yeah, the only thing that keeps him from going crazy is the fact that he has this single minded focus on figuring out a cure, the cure. To the disease, right? Yeah. So that keeps him that gives him what you would need to stay uh to stay sane in that which would be structure. Tom Hanks had the volleyball to talk to, but he, he also, has a, Neville as a cure. Tom Hanks also had all of those skills that he had to learn. Right. Remember in in he had to learn how to fish. He had to like make a boat. He, he doesn't know how to fish and then when we come back, he's like fucking Tarzan, he done thrown yeah, the spear. Yeah, great spear fisher. Yeah. Um so Neville but we still see hints of him cracking. Yeah. We still see him. Oh, he's talking to fucking mannequins. He's talking to mannequins. Yeah. He's talking to mannequins. He's trying to negotiate how he's going to hit on a mannequin, who, by the way, is browsing the porn section. 
with, with, which I, I looked at that. I saw Gina Jameson. I'm like, oh, I know that movie. Plus, they had humans playing the mannequins. Wait, what? Yeah. So in some cases, they weren't mannequins. They were actors because they wanted the director wanted to make them seem like slightly more human than just a mannequin. Dog, that's that, like yeah, so creepy. It's bro. A good one. Yeah, that's cre- I did not know that. Yeah. But so when he sees the mannequin. He that's like a guy he knows. Like, what are you doing out here? Right. But he can't Tom. help. Tom, like he can't help but investigate it. But when he's hanging upside down, and he's got to cut himself, and then he he's he's hanging upside down. He's probably concussed. Good job by Sam Barkin. Yeah, Sam Barkin to, to wake him up. Plus his watch going off. He's got to cut himself down, and he falls, and the knife just yeah. so fucked up that entire thing and then it's getting dark you know that they're coming well the three what do you, what do you think those were pitbulls yeah the the, the dark seeker pitbulls dark seeker dogs the, probably the, the, the scariest dogs in the history of a movie that worked for that guy those are his dogs go get them and the sunlight's starting to fade mm-hmm. well I thought Neville could have moved a little faster to be honest he's got a knife in his I leg. get it and he's you numb. got three fucking rabid Rottweiler zombie dogs he's been you ever sat on a toilet too long and like and like right well he also probably had CTE from the fall from Bill I want you to give him a break he's he's Get he's your ass in the head. car Neville he's bumped his head his legs are numb yeah. he's disoriented and he's got a knife in his femoral artery he's like he's bleeding out you know what I mean it's a whole fucking situation well Sam got hurt oh man come on great job by Sam Sam saves him from the zombie dogs. I still feel like the zombie dogs are just killing Neville. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he fended it off. Whatever. Sam put it on the line for Neville. Sam put it on the line. A rewatchable scene we're not going to be doing is uh, Neville kills Sam. Can't do it. I long. would just edit that out of the cable version. I, I, Nobody I, wants that. Just, or put the big black black circle over the... I don't want to see any of it. Didn't watch it. I, I could not watch it. The Terrible. dogs looking right there looking at me. I'm like... I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not in a good enough mental space to watch him kill his dog right now. It's there. one of the worst dog deaths of all time. Of all the, time. What are the worst dog deaths in the movie? Hooch they dies. fucking killed Hooch. Hooch dies. Hooch is number one for me because Hooch is it was way up there. senseless. Sam actually needs to die. <laughs> Sam. Sam needs to die in this movie to keep the plot going. Right. right? He needs to officially break. So mm-hmm. Sam has to go. Hooch doesn't have to die. Did K9 die? Remember that joint with Jim Belushi? Jim Belushi? I, feel like I don't K- remember that one. I feel like K-9 died, but they killed Hooch, yeah. There was, uh, I, I don't know if you saw the movie. No, Snow- K-9 did not die because they went on vacation after or something like that. I don't know. Really good movie with Paul Walker, Snow Dogs movie in Alaska. They're trapped in Alaska. This is like, I'll defend Paul Walker as a better actor than he gets credit for for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. but there, he makes this movie with Snow Dogs where he has to go and he gets trapped with all these sled dogs. What are you talking about? He's like a sled dog guy in Alaska and he has to go and he has to bring him back, but two of the dogs end up dying. I didn't see this. And I don't know what this is. I saw it before my wife and my wife was like, I'll watch it, but none of the dogs die, right? I'm like, none of the dogs die. <laughs> and then one of the dogs died and she was so fucking mad. I thought it was like domestic violence. She like attacked me. <laughs> you told me no dogs would die. My wife cannot handle when dogs die. Last thing about the dogs dying. They actually used that as a marketing tool in this Channing Tatum movie they just did. The other Channing Tatum movie. Yeah. The dog, they said, hey, just to let you know, the dog doesn't die in this movie. 
They said that like in the commercial. I, t- I had to tell my wife, she, I had to swear in our kid's life because I saw Dog before she did. <laughs> right. That movie with Paul Walker is called Eight Below. Oh, I've heard of that. I, I've seen, I've seen, I've heard of that movie, Eight Below. Yeah, I've heard of that. Movie. Eight Below, uh, you with like two shit? drinks of me, I could get talked into doing it as a rewatchable. Oh, Bill, they're going to flame you. I love you Eight why Below. Eight Below. <laughs> Who's fucking? Eight below made 120 million dollars. No bullshit. I swear to God, it was a big movie. Worldwide or domestic? Worldwide. Okay. <laughs> 120. <laughs> Eight below is a good movie. You watch this. People I've, go I've, in I've your never Twitter. Seen, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it though. Eight below is good. Paul Walker, my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, next rewatchable. Will tries to mow down the zombies in a car. It's had enough. And gets saved. By a mystery lady with a light, mm-hmm. but that's nothing better than watch a Will Mullen. It's like turns it into Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That could have gone longer too. I could have done two, three minutes. He was like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, like you killed my dog. It's over. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I've been here too long. He snapped, and you, like I said, you'd have expected him to snap before. He's like, "I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna take out as many of you guys as I can." Screw it. The uh, so he's talking to the lady. The Bob Marley speech. He had this idea, it was kind of a virologist's idea. Um, he believed that you could cure racism and hate, literally cure it, by injecting music and love into people's lives. When they was scheduled to perform at a peace rally, gunmen came to his house and shot him down. Two days later, he walked out on that stage and sang. Somebody asked him why. He said, the people who are trying to make this world worse are not taking a day off. How can I? Light up the darkness. This is whole Bob Marley monologue. Yeah. He had this idea. He believed you could cure racism and hate by injecting music and love into people's lives. Does the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Comes back. It's a really good speech. The The sound is a little low for that part. I had to put on close captionings. I could like barely hear it, but it's a good scene. Um, And then last is the, uh, the ending with the, I just wrote down rabid zombie house attack. Yeah. Um, zombie assault, zombie offensive. So there's two endings with this movie. The other one, he survives because the the zombie that he has that he's kind of nursing back to life was the girlfriend of lead zombie guy, right? Who's called Alpha in the IMDb. And in the alternate ending, Alpha breaks in, realizes that Will Smith has saved his beloved other zombie, takes the zombie and they leave, and then and they leave Will Smith alone. Or Neville. And Neville and the two, they drive to that spot yeah. with the blood. Right. So And I, apparently it's too sappy. And that was why they went with the other ending. But they also ruined the possibility of a sequel. So I would have much preferred that ending. And they filmed it. They had it. And and I think Will Smith agrees with you. I would have much preferred that ending. Also, because I have a major picking nit with them her even having the blood. From major nit. What's that. the that the blood wouldn't have survived? It's not even that the blood wouldn't survived. Who's gonna synthesize that blood? Like the one guy who could take that and make more 
Like, sure, you can have a commune somewhere where everybody's fucking growing corn and, you know, teaching German shepherds tricks and doing a school and having homemade plays and all of that. Yeah. But there's got to be somebody that blood is useless unless there is somebody like Robert Neville there. And the chances of that being that there are only 12 million people that survived this thing are exceedingly So you're saying low. if you got the blood, you'd been like, hey, cool, thanks. Right, I appreciate it. The fuck you want me to do with this? Want me to drink this? Yeah, I don't know how to make a centrifuge. I don't I, I don't know how to uh, work a centrifuge. I don't know how to do none of the stuff that you're so going to need to So this was for you the most unrealistic part of this crazy movie? Well, no, well, no it's not the most unrealistic <laughs> part. But like when I'm watching it at the end, like it's like everybody's got hope. I'm like, even in, when I first saw it, I'm like, hope, hope for what? If you know yeah. what I'm saying, if Fauci doesn't live in this vis- this village, then there's nothing you can do with that. So for him, if he would have survived and been able to continue his work, now that he found a cure, I'd have been a lot more hopeful that they could figure out the the virus. Would have been cool if they had another kind of scientist that took. Oh, thanks for the blood. Here's Doctor Nacheki. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, a couple more sad dog deaths. Marley and Me. Oh, that's terrible. A manipulative movie, but it is sad when that's Marley terrible. dies. That's terrible. And, that uh, was really bad. Lion King. What the, what the hell? John King. I, I mean, John Wick is another one. Oh, they kill no, his hold dog. On, that's hold, what, on, hold on, hold on. Lion King? Well, Lion King, it's not a dog, but it's it's like a young cub. I guess it's in, it's in the animal vortex. No. <laughs> and I don't get to do that? <laughs> no, like, like it's a lion. Well, but it's in the sad animal <laughs> death vortex. Uh, oh no, John Wick is definitely sad. John John Wick is definitely sad. That was a definitely because that's a puppy as well. They oh, Dog's a puppy. Purpose was a bad one too. I love oh, we, Simmons family loves Dog's the Purpose. Dogs, the, yeah, I love that movie. But you know the dog. Oh, dies Art of Racing times. in the Rain. That's another one. Did you ever see it. that one? No, I never. Saw yeah, it. that's a sad one too. There you go. Um, no, right, what do you have for? What, what about we're not gonna talk about Old Yeller? Shout out to Old Yeller. Yeah, it's a while ago. What do you have for most rewatchable? Uh, uh, most rewatchable scene to I me. I think Upside Down is mine. What do you mean? The uh, Upside Down scene. Yeah, most rewatchable scene to me is the monologue towards her about the. Yeah, you the, love when Will Smith gets his acting. On. I love when he gets because mm. he is. So believable, so at the end of his rope at that. Like, yeah. I just, th- I think that might be the finest monologue of Will Smith's career. I mean, it's not might be. For me, it is. It's my favorite acting that Will has ever done in one specific scene. What stage the best? The COVID peach piece we mentioned. For sure. We mentioned how this is an awesome, how they do that with movie. Um, I like when he goes to Southport every day. I like repetition when people mm-hmm. are losing their minds by themselves when they have to ha- like create some weird routines mm-hmm. where it's like at nine o'clock I do this. Mm-hmm. Lost had that. Who's the guy who was trapped in the hole? I never watched Lost. Desmond. Never watched Lost. No. Never watched Lost. Not you never watched Lost. I liked Fringe. Do you ever watch? You ever watch Fringe? You oh, never watched Lost. I've never seen Lost. Never seen it. You never watched Lost. I've never watched Lost. Wow. Yeah. Never seen one episode of Lost. You didn't feel left out? No, because at that time... Too much other content? Like it, Sopranos? It wasn't, it wasn't like, too much... Uh, like, But you know what? When the Sopranos did come around... You know, I'll just be honest with you. I'm not like a network TV guy. Shows that come on like network TV. I, I like Fringe that came on Fox. 
But like once I got into HBO, I was really not watching very many things that came on networks. As a holiday experiment, can you watch the pilot of Lost and sure. report back to us? But like, you know, also remember it's not a network show. I don't think it's fair to call Lost a network show. What what, what channel did it come I on? I think Lost and Friday Night Lights transcended networks. But Friday Night Lights, I only watched when it was on streaming. I did not watch yeah. Friday Night Lights while it was on. And that's a great show, but I watched it when it was on streaming when it came on Netflix. Uh Morewood Sage the best. Mm-hmm. I love the doctors being interviewed about the cure for cancer. And it's set in 2009. Mm-hmm. And on the news ticker, it says Shaquille O'Neal to announce his retirement at the end of 2010 season. Yeah. They just threw that. This movie came out in 07. He, they missed it by like six months. Mm-hmm. He retired in the, in, during the 2011 season. Bill, that Good is job. A, that is what, Fucking weird. That's what aged the best to me. This movie predicts the future a couple of different times. Give us the other ones. Uh, other than COVID. A, there is a billboard for a Batman and Superman movie in Times Square. I missed that. There is a billboard with a bat, and it's a Warner Brothers movie, so maybe they knew something that we didn't know. Mm. There is a billboard that, that has a bat and a Superman signal, a Superman shield inside of the movie in Times Square when he is there. Uh, they were planning that shit for us. They, they, well, there was a movie with Wolfgang Peterson that they wanted to do that was yeah. Batman versus Superman. So, and that movie literally comes out like seven or eight years later, right? So the movie predicted, and also when the uh, the gas prices, when he's in front of the thing, the gas prices, and it says $6 for gas. And I'm, you know, at this point, we're looking at that. God damn, it would be the end of the world if gas was $6. Hey, we got there. <laughs> so that's what, that's to me, one of the things that aged the best is several different times that this movie uh, predicts the future, man. There, at one point, you have to look closely, but it's a poster of Kanye's new album and it says, Don't trust this guy. Shut up. <laughs> if you have to really look, though, you have to squint for it. Uh, alternate theatrical version. They end up going to the Vermont Safe House. And Anna broadcasts a message telling all the other survivors she's with Neville and heading to the safe zone. And apparently it just fell flat. Mm. I think you can find it on some corners of the internet. That's all. I, we covered all the other what's age the best other than Sam and just the concept of man and dog. Braiding. Man and dog yeah. and a, a likable dog and a dog that's a little bit of a super dog, but it seems realistic. And yeah. the dog's just like, this is my fucking guy. Yeah. I feel like it's my dog combat, Murph's a little like that. A comp, yeah, he is. When I go do my podcast, Murph's like, "I'm coming out with you. I'm gonna sit next to you on the couch in case anything happens." Yeah, Murph, and he just like, sleeps next to me. Murph would be getting the shit off. Murph, Murph, I feel like would help me go f- get the deer. Yeah, it, but, but he like, would also get me killed because he'd run into the dark building. He also probably jump in whatever body of water is around. But like, <laughs> he, but like, remember, Sam is a combat dog. Yeah, Sam has been trained. He had Sam. Sam. Sam's been trained in the ways of fucking the end of the world staying alive. So Sam is not about that bullshit, you know? Uh, we didn't mention the Brooklyn Bridge scene. It's a little flawed. It's kind of hard to follow, but mm-hmm. the the way they collapsed the bridge was really cool and it's yeah. a wood stage the best. That was pretty, some pretty advanced CGI. Well, I, I enjoyed the flashback scenes. Yeah. I enjoyed the flashback scenes immensely here. Young Willow Smith. Yeah, um, yeah, little Young Willow. Well, young Willow Smith. I enjoyed the flashback scenes a lot because... Uh, Would you have gone like two more? This movie's late. It's like an hour 35. 
two more above what though? Like the flashbacks his, of of like after his family dies, there's no reason I, to go I, back to that. I would have done one flashback about the measles getting bad. Like what was the this version of the measles Unli- the vaccine unleashing this virus. What was the Rudy Gobert game of this whole moment? Mm. Could have like, done that. all the microphones. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Fucking Rudy. <laughs> the uh, big dumb idiot. Like one of the all time stupidest things. Oh my god! What? What a, what Jesus, a fucking Rudy. idiot! One of the all time dumbest fucking things. Of the dumb things that they're not bad. That just pissed me off. Just remembering him acting like a big fucking but dumbass. But then, then you remember like, oh, he's French. Um, <laughs> do we have a winner for the Big Kahuna Burger Award for best use of food and drink? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, the bacon. Saving the bacon. He was saving the, I was saving that bacon. I was really excited about it. It's like she was super excited about bacon. Yeah. Because I'm saving that bacon. I'm saving that bacon. He was mad about the bacon. So the bacon became something very dramatic. Den of Thieves, Benny Hanna word for scene stealing location is obviously empty New York. Mm-hmm. For sure. Just Which fantastic. part of empty New York is the best to you? Empty Times Square? I love empty West I, Side I, Highway. I'm always in for empty Times Square, but I also yeah. liked Washington Square, I thought was cool. That was good where you lived. Um and I thought Southport was cool because they've really um they've they've grown Southport a lot over the last 15 years. Like that's where the ESPN building is, all these different things. It oh, Southport cool. is the place I'm talking about that has the That's where he was going every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The Brandy Booth Award for Best Performance by a Pet, named after uh, Brad Pitt's dog in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously. Obviously, Sam. Mm-hmm. I don't, who knows if this is true, but apparently Will Smith, the dog's real name was Abby, and Will Smith loved the dog so much by the end of the filming that he tried to adopt her, and the dog's trainer was like, settle down, Will Smith. You're not getting Abby. <laughs> it's just and that that story feels true because it feels like a Will Smith thing. Where Will yeah. Smith's like, I'll give you ten thousand dollars. Thing is, Will, let it go. You're not I feel getting like Abby. If Will really wanted the dog. He could have got the dog. Though. It would have been a big check. A big check. If, like if, if Will like five hundred grand. 000, yeah, like, five hundred. He's like, give me the fucking dog. The fuck? I want the fucking dog. The Great Shot Gordo Award for most cinematic shot. I really like the weeds when he's hunting. And they have that wide shot where you can see the city mm-hmm. and he's kind of crawling through the weeds with the dog and it's just like, holy shit. My favorite shot for some reason is when they are hunting and the shot is from inside of the car and he steps down off of the car. He steps onto the windshield of the car. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracks. Yep. Like for some reason, just the blight mm. and just the fact that the car isn't a car anymore. It's right. just an obstacle in the wilderness. Like a tree stump or something. Good one. Yeah. The Butch's Girlfriend Award for Weak Link of the Film. This is a thing for me in general with movies like this. When they start talking to inanimate objects, I feel like as a movie device, I don't think people would actually do that. I don't think you would ever get so crazy that you're like, I'm just going to talk to Bob the Mannequin for 20 minutes. Interesting. I just, I don't buy it. You don't buy Wilson? Wilson was a very important part of Castaway. I don't buy Wilson. As crazy as Tom Wilson. Hanks got, I just don't think you're talking to a volleyball. Just like, ah, be long conversation. I'll be interested in exploring this because it's such a common trope. That it's it almost, a movie trope. I don't know like if it's a real trope. If it, it feels like there Do people to be in something. jail do this when they're in when they're in isolation cells? Do they just start talking in the fucking toilet paper? They, it's like, uh, Tommy. Apparently, you remember Hurricane when yeah. he was in when he was in. Um, 
in solitary in the hurricane and he's just talking to talk. I don't know. I'd have to, I'm almost sure that maybe there's gotta be something to it, Bill. Maybe. All right. Yeah. What's age the worst? I have one for that though. I have the weak link of the film. What do you got? Ethan. No place for children in this movie. Couldn't agree more. Ethan, get Ethan out of here. Ethan did nothing. Ethan wasn't. Yeah, Ethan what did he, what, great, great point. Ethan, just, Ethan, what did you bring to the Ethan table? Ethan brought nothing to the table. Did you have a cute, like, nope. serial moment? Nothing. Ethan didn't know how to, like, like, Ethan wasn't taking out the trash. Or he's going to take out the trash. Ethan did nothing. Ethan was nothing. Like, very, very useless in this film. The Dark Seeker could have just taken Ethan out taken about Ethan. 10 they minutes They should have been like, yo, we'll give you Ethan. <laughs> like, you know Ethan I mean? has like, no personality. Like, we'll, we'll give you Ethan. Ethan's not. Leave us alone. Here's Ethan. Here's Ethan. Let me finish. My you could have a little zombie child. Right. What's age the worst? So, Dr. Neville's vaccine that went awry led to 600 million zombies? I think the it wasn't the vaccine. I think her cure mutated into her her cancer cure. Yeah. I think her cancer... Because remember, she said that her cancer cure was re- re-engineered measles virus. Yeah. I think that mutated into something that... I have no fucking clue about this, by the way. I think... But I think that... I've never read I Am Legend, the yeah. actual book. Uh, I, my, One of my roommates at the time had read it, but I've never read the actual book. But I think her thing mutated and he was trying to find the cure to that. I really don't know. I'm, but that, that's always how I looked at it, though. How do you think, in your opinion, what is the best way for a realistic zombie culture to be created? What would cause zombies? Wow, what a good question. Um, is this has this ever been covered on the Ringerverse? Got, it's got to be virus, right? It's got to yeah, be it's like gotta a virus camera. It's got to be a virus going. I on. feel like that whatever this latest bronchitis thing that was going around RSV, whatever that it I is. had for twelve days. I didn't even have RSV. I just had the cough that ended up in my chest. Yeah, I think that I was going to turn into a zombie if I had it for like five more days. It was like ah! looking around, you just got to eat somebody's brains. What's age the worst? Blockbuster video. That's nah, aged terribly, right? Yeah. It's like, what's this? Isaiah, you know what a video store is? Yeah, I used to live next to a Blockbuster. Okay. All right. Have you ever rented Gives a video? Gives me faith. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I used to get movies from like the library, so I guess I rented them before. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. You were one of those guys that got, that would be like, hey, there was always one dude that would be like, hey, bro, it's a dope place to get movies. I'd be like, what? The library. Mm. And I just could never bring myself to go to the library and rent like Fast and the Furious. My mom worked in one, so like she just bring them. Oh, oh look at Isaiah. Traditional guy. Yeah. Libraries. <laughs> um, what stage the worst? I hate that he has to kill Sam. Oh, that's terrible. Well, how would you have played that if if we were they brought us in for conciliaries for the script and we're having a meeting with the writer? It's like, hey, scene 58. You know, when he strangles Sam to death. Uh, what else can we do here? Can I? Why not just restrain Sam? But put him in a fucking cage. Put put Sam in a cage. Like you have, you have, you have fifty cages. You got, you got, you got. You're cages. saving a zombie. You're mutant saving a already. zombie like, human. Why? Like Sam why? just immediately has to be strangled. Sam doesn't have to die. It's like put Sam in the thing. Sam could have been saved. Was he worried Sam was going to bite him and he just had to get it done immediately? I mean, if you got a whole fucking zombie person, though. Sam's 35 pounds. Just yeah, grab him like by the neck, bring him downstairs. I have to kill Sam. You're you working on cures. You're working on the cage. You could have saved Sam, you, you motherfucker. You got all of these restraints. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier to restrain a human than a dog, granted, but like put Sam in something, 
some kind of do doohickey, make a vest or some sort, chain Sam up. I guess he didn't want to see Sam as Zombie Sam. I don't know. I'm. I'm I would have saved dog. Murph. Yeah. No way. I'm strangling Murph. I'm right. trying to figure it out. Right. I'm figuring it out, man. Other dogs, I would have let go. Um, <laughs> the CGI bad guy faces are the worst part of this movie, and That's I think we're, the worst. a big part of the reviews yeah. were like these don't look realistic enough. And there's a whole thing you can go Google it about. Uh, initially, they'd had some Michael Jackson thriller like kind of crazy makeup and everybody and and they just didn't think it worked so they went CGI instead and I think it was a mistake. Yeah, the I think if they did this 10 years later, it's the bad guys are so much better in this. The more you get to know them, the more you're in their faces, the less scary they are. Yeah. Like they, they just look like they were created in some studio. Yeah, it's just we weren't, we weren't there yet and that that's the part of the movie that for me aged easily the worst. I don't understand why they just couldn't have had a bunch of bald people that looked like the lead singer of Midnight Oil. And, well, they've done zombies before. And just with weird teeth and just done that, well, done I, it that way. I'll tell you what I think. I think that they were trying to because if I'm correct about this book, the people are pretty clearly vampires in the book. Yeah. So they wanted a mixture of zombies and vampires in this film. And so they thought- Zompires. They were, zompires, right? They thought that they were zombies that can't come out in the in the sunlight. They thought they were creating something different. And they wanted to go for something different that we hadn't seen, but they didn't quite hit the mark. Another what's age the worst for me. You know, he's stuck watching these old morning shows like to feel like some sense of normalcy. Matt Lauer. I think podcasts, Matt Lauer. <laughs> yeah, Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. I wrote that down. Matt Lauer. Did Matt enjoy. Lauer. Hey, hey. Hey, it's hey, Matt Lauer. Hey, buddy. it's me. It's the Today Show. I was like, fuck. But I think podcasts really would have helped him. If they do this in 2022, he's just like, ah, I'm going to queue up another episode of This American Life. Yeah. Or the Ringerverse. Well, he would have had an he just would have had all of these people of content. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. How's he, he going to four million podcasts? How's he going to access the podcast, though? Like he has a, the Oh, because there's no internet. Well, yeah. he would have saved some of them in his library. We'll have have some in the library. Was this Rogan is, doing his podcast in 2007? He might have been. I don't think Rogan was. Rogan's it was basically podcast, me and Mark Maron and five other people. But that like. Rogan's podcast, he could have gone into some conspiracy theories about the measles vaccine. He would have been all right there. He'd been trying ivermectin, right, doing all kinds of shit to do. <laughs> Rogan would have survived the I Am Legend Holocaust. Rogan is the fucking I Am Legend dude. It would have been, that's where they would have been trying to get to, to get to Joe Rogan's house. Right. He's, Joe Rogan would have been in the studio just eating zinc. Right. <laughs> Kicking and shit. He's out there working out. He's got two zombie co-hosts, but they're fine. They're not threatening. Um, the Ron Burgundy Flute Award, best time for a pee break. Look, the movie, the last half hour of the movie is the worst part of the movie. It really yeah. slows down when Anne and Ethan show up. Yeah, Ethan. And Ethan just Ethan's sucks. Worth nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. She, Anna, Anna offers nothing except for hope. She's she's like, like Robert's trying to, Robert's actually trying to fix the, the problem and she has zero idea of what should be going on. You know what I mean? She's not a good character. I, no, I was no. trying to, we'll get, I have another part where we yeah. can talk better. Was there a better title for this movie? I'll give you three options. Okay, go for it. Last Man Standing. Bruce Willis. Light Up the Darkness. Okay, not bad. Dark Seekers. Hmm. I like Light Up the Darkness. I like Light Up the Darkness. I am legend works better for the book than the movie because 
It makes no sense for the movie. I don't understand you know, why it's in the I book, Legend. The vampires are smart. Yeah. And then we learn at, at the end of the book that he's actually their monster. Right. So like he's the, he is the That's legend because he's actually their monster. Like they're fucking have their own society and all of that dumb shit. Yeah. And then he, they figure out, I guess like he comes to kill them at night. So like he's their monster. Cause in the, in the, and, but in, in this particular iteration of it, they try to clean it up at the end. It's like, he is a legend, but like, doesn't really work. Best quote. God didn't do this. We did is really strong. Very strong. Like that one. I don't have a hottest take award. Hmm. I don't, I have no hot takes from this other than the fact that this movie is twice as good after we went through COVID. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even know if that's a hot take. Right, what, is, my, is, is, is it, is this being Will's best performance a hot take being that he won a best actor Academy Award for King Richard? That's a good hottest take. That's mine. Let's ride. Let's ride with that. That's mine. That, this, this is, is Will Smith's best acting this performance. Is Will, it's between this and Six Degrees, and it's just he's just so much more integral to this than Six Degrees to me. I think this is his best acting performance, even though he won an Academy Award for King Richard, which I do not think is a particularly strong performance. Best actor, two thousand seven. Dana Day Lewis wins for There Will Be Blood. Okay, he's not going to win. Yeah, obviously, it's like fucking the greatest. George Clooney and Michael Clayton. Good performance. Good performance. Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd. Eh. Tommy Lee Jones in the Valley of Vila. Eh. Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises. That's a fucking amazing movie. So I like three of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There you go. Let's uh. We'll take a break and then we'll do the rest. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. All right, casting what ifs. So Warner Brothers developed this with Schwarzenegger and Ridley Scott directing in 1998. Budget got too high. Both guys had a couple bombs, semi-bombs. Yeah. Warner Brothers cooled off on Ridley Scott and Arnold Schwarzenegger. This would have been a weird... Arnold could not have carried a movie by himself for 45 minutes. He had to play off other people. I'm not buying it. Can I... Oh, okay. Oh. A pushback. Can I not push back? I don't think Arnold was maybe... It'd been interesting to see him do this movie, but Arnold's really an underrated actor to me. Not by himself. I don't think he can do it. What's, what's the best Arnold's ever been? In a movie? Into you. I mean, he's awesome in Total Recall. Total Recall is awesome. He's awesome in True Lies. He's awesome in True Lies. Yeah. But maybe maybe this is too much for him, but I've always wanted to see him do something kind of like this. Okay. Well, yeah. it never happened. Now it's too old. <laughs> well, I'm glad you want that. Yeah. They said fuck it. It's too late. Yeah. Nick Cage. Oh, he came in in 98. That's interesting. 
That works. Not against it. 98 yeah. Nick Cage, a, a great era for him. Yeah, right after like Con Air era. And Face Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Face Off. Yeah, that works. Where do you stand on Kiss of Death? Uh, the movie is so interesting um, that I love it. I it's going to happen. Like it. It's going to happen and on the movie. The movie is so interesting that I cannot like it. And he's so fucking crazy in that movie. I don't like metal in my mouth. Right, right. Caruso, Sam Jackson, all of those guys. 2002, Michael Bay was supposed to direct Will Smith in this movie, and they decided to make Bad Boys 2 instead. Thank you. It would have been an Thank you to both of them. Yeah, I'm glad they made the right choice. Guillermo del Toro was oh, Will Smith's first choice to direct this movie in 07. Been, not, no shot of Francis Lawrence. Yeah, no. That would have been super interesting. He More made, of an intimate movie, though. He made Hellboy 2 instead, and Mark that's how we ended up with Francis Lawrence. Yeah. Um. The Ruffalo Hannah Rubinek Partridge overacting award. They knew and they let it happen. Don't you call me lady. I come in here. I give these things to you. Give me all you got. Listen. Give me all you got. I treated you like a son. You fucking stabbed me in the heart. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Will Smith, great act performance. Except for every single person you and I have ever known is dead. Every. Single person that you or I has ever known is dead. Dead. I still feel like he dials it up. He dials it up. I still feel like he's just—he was ready. He was a powder keg waiting to explode, and he was giving it to her. I give Sam the overacting award. Fucking ham. Sam. <laughs> Deanne Waiters award. So, not a lot of other actors in this That's movie, tough. but uh, the alpha male, the dominant vampire, was played by Dash Mihawk. What the fuck? <laughs> so, I'm going to give it to him. Okay. Dash, great job. <laughs> Looking scary. Recasting couch. So, let's talk about Ethan and Anna. Okay. What do we want? The Anna character doesn't work at all. What do we want from that character? Are we looking for like Michelle Rodriguez, Fast Five kind of? Like a little little fire and sizzle. Are we looking for like an feel like Eva Mendez type? I feel like we're. And by the way, this was a a long. Are we looking for Halle Berry? This was a long time. In in there's a specific time in history where they only pair Will up with Latino women, and there's a reason. Yeah, why is that? that? Well, what's the reason? Let's hear it. I'll tell you, I can't wait to hear. Uh, you know, Hitch was supposed to be. Like Cameron Diaz. Oh, that wasn't happening in 05. Right. And, 15, it would happen. And they were like, well, well focus, right? And they were yeah. like, well, international audiences and some other audiences might not react well to seeing Will Smith with a straight white lady, even though they kind of did it in iRobot, like with a straight white lady. So, it was always kind of. Right. So it was he, like going back to the 80s with Golden Child, where it's yeah. like he kind of had sex with Charlotte Lewis, but. We're not going to show it to you. Charlotte Lewis, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. The actress' name was Alice Braga. Like her first movie or something. Yeah. Who's had, went on to have a good career, but mm -hmm. it's just, the character doesn't work. And I know you, you need Sarah Connor or something in like. Yeah, I need more of a badass. This person survived. This person shows up at night with lights on, and mm -hmm. I just want to feel like, that's why I was thinking Michelle Rodriguez, because I would have bought that. Or give me like, where's Sana Lathan in this? Yeah. Could that have been somebody like that who's like... Sana, but yeah. Sana. Sana? Sana, yeah. Definitely what did I Sana. say? You said Sana. 
You put her in the well, gym. Well, but you know I have speech dyslexia. Sauna Lathan. You put her in, <laughs> sauna you, you Lathan. Put her, you put her in the infrared sauna. <laughs> you put her in the gym. In Equinox. Give me, give me her. Right. Because I'm buying that she's a good athlete because I've seen love in basketball. Oh, she okay. But I'm also Play like, she's heart. there's a sensitivity to her and I would feel like she was pretty. I just need a little more oomph. I need to feel like this person, it makes sense that they survived on their own for this long. And I didn't feel that with this actress. Can I ask a question? She came in with the the UV lights, right? Yeah. Why wasn't there more use of the UV lights at, at dark? Like, that's like a cheat code, right? Why don't you go yeah. into one of these places during, during the, the, the night? Home or, Depot. Like, yeah, you go into Home Depot, you get a bunch of UV lights, right? Yeah. Put them on multiple cars. Put them on multiple cars or and drive them into these places. Or why don't you, if I'm Will, I start bulldozing places where they're hanging out. Just mm. get a bull. Well, how you gonna start blowing them up? But they, blow them up. Maybe you blow them up. Well, I you think there were a lot of dark seekers though. They probably were, but think about it. I mean, because this is what Robert Neville was doing in the book. You stand up, you fucking take an RPG, you fucking shoot it at the building. The building blows apart. This dark secret barbecue, baby. That's it. They probably went to the sewer and shit like that too, but whatever. Regina King? That works. Something else. Half Fast Internet Research. When Neville sees the mannequin Fred on the street, it looks like the mannequin's head moves a little bit because they had a mime playing the mannequin who moved slightly to fuck with the audience. Yeah, that yeah. And it worked. Um the director, Francis Lawrence, he was watching The Pianist. The what? The Pianist, the movie. <laughs> okay. What do you What do you say? Nothing. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you said he was watching The Penis. <laughs> he was watching The Pianist. <laughs> With the sound off so he wouldn't wake up his sleeping baby. And he thought no sound was moving for some reason and decided with this movie, I Am Legend. He remembered that. That's why there's not a big soundtrack. That's why it's quiet. That's why there's that like an eeriness to it, which was really smart. So well, yeah. we, it's, we're used to hearing all these sweeping scores, but it makes everything so much more intimate and realistic. When that smart. Not, it worked yeah. in the theater too. Mm -hmm. The studio spent an estimated $5 million for the six-night shoot in New York City, which included the Brooklyn Bridge part. There was a follow-up movie plan. A prequel. There's some prequel ideas, mm -hmm. including um, a Thanksgiving Day Parade outbreak, a Washington, D.C. outbreak, or an infected elephant escaping from the zoo, which sounds dope. <laughs> I would watch that. Uh, none of that worked. And then uh, Will Smith said the closure of the major streets was... Very controversial with um, New Yorkers. People did not like being put out and right. having to do detour and all that stuff. Uh, also, that the with the gas, people are like, "How does he have gas? How does he have electricity?" A generator. Yeah, generators. Yeah, gas generators. And he would go and get the gas from the gas station, and mm -hmm. that's how he did the car, all that stuff. Apex Mountain. I feel like we've done the Will Smith Apex Mountain thing a bunch of times. It's hard. I don't think it's this. I, I actually think, think it's either. Hitch. Yeah, I think it's Hitch too. I don't think it's this. After Hitch, it's like, man, this guy, the put man. him on a poster, he's going to make a shitload of money. Mm -hmm. Apocalypse movies, I would say no. Apocalypse movies with a post-COVID bent, this is way up there. It it does like dredge up some, some COVID stuff. 
Bob Marley, no. Bob Marley, no. Um, dog deaths, no. Nah. Heroic dogs? Heroic dogs. Yeah, eh, no. 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 Washington Square. Big Washington Square movie. I like I like searching for Bobby Fish. <laughs> Search for all right. Good one. Is that your audition tape to be in the Search for Bobby Fisher rewatchables? Oh, in, I love in that May, fucking movie. Because it's the 30 year anniversary. Oh, dog. I get into that movie so hard. Like that was during my chest phase. My son is better at this than anything you've ever been in your your whole life. (laughs) And anything that I've ever been in my entire life. Young Fisher. Fucking love that movie. It's a good movie. That is. That is. It's great Fishburn. It's great Fishburn. We're done. I'm (laughs) putting it on the list. Um, Best racehorse name in this movie. Hmm. If there was a horse called I Am Legend, I think I would at least raise an eyebrow. Yeah, the horse I Am Legend is good. Is Here's another? I Am Legend. I Am Legend rounds the... Yeah. Darkseeker would be kind Dark of a, a fucked up name for a horse. Yeah, it's like a crazy goth horse. Darkseekers won two in a row. Going KV. for the Preakness. KV doesn't work because like, that's like the name yeah. of the virus. Hmm. Picking nits. So the Darkseekers at night. What was the plan there? Just kind of go out and roam around, eat. What are you talking about? The dark seekers at night. Gets to nighttime. What are the dark seekers doing? Just they look, out, they're hunting. Trying to look for dark seeker, look for things. Yeah. Interesting part. I mean, they were at, at least it's somewhat intelligent. Yeah. Right? Because the well, main they're gaining guy, intelligence as it goes along. As it goes right? along, yeah. right? So there, so at some point there's going to be a whole society of dark seekers who are somewhat smart. I don't know what they're gonna do for food. Because they, I think I, I want to know more about the Dark Seekers. Maybe that could have been the sequel. Yeah. So what are the Dark Seekers up to? Yeah, what like what do they do? Are yeah. the Dark Seekers? Do they form a sport? Yeah, to be honest with you, you could easily, yeah, the Dark Seeker League because they they're willing to put their body <laughs> on the Seeker line. League. Like they, to be real, they could, they could have done a whole sequel using Robert Neville for flashbacks still with Will about how they bring the world back, or at least a TV show. Yeah. Because I don't think they can do it. And I'm sorry. Yeah. But I don't think they can do it. I don't think they have the people at the commune that they need to 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 synthesize that and make it into a whole deal. I don't think they could do it. What about all the dead bodies? Everywhere. There's dead bodies everywhere, rotting dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Like what it's to, it's a couple years after. It's animals though. Animals eat it, but still like rotting. Is there flesh? Like what kind of diseases come out of that? How does he survive that? How does Robert survive it? Yeah, unanswered. You think so? Malaria could be out there. Mosquitoes. Cholera. Where is he getting his fresh water from? Probably like grocery stores. He's just going through bottled water, Probably going through bottled water. breaking through. Because he's the only guy. So essentially he could, his lifetime is probably straight. Because he's, oh, nope, he's scavenging. We did see him scavenge. I forgot about this scene. The scavenging scene is a oh, yeah. good scene scene as well. Yeah, when he scavenges and he sees the room with the oh, he breaks into the apartment, breaks into the apartment. Yeah. He's scavenging and then he sees the uh, the 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 room with the the baby. I could have used like three more scenes of that of, of him, him scavenging just around in different apartments. Yeah, what would be the thing you're Neville in this? Mm-hmm. The thing you're the most what can good you're most excited for. Oh. Like spaghettios, spaghetti. Well, um, like what would it be? You know, I would be really excited to find tomato soup at all times. Like you, tomato soup. Oh, the, the one I would be excited to find. I like the season, the glory. I don't like these. 
Okay, because everybody's going to be like, Van eats greens out of a can. No, I'm not saying I eat my greens. Shut up, Isaiah. All right, like, <laughs> Isaiah it's, Snickers. It's like Isaiah Snickers. Everybody's going to be like, Van eats greens out of a can. I do not eat my greens out of a can. But if there was, if my mother wasn't around to make no greens, yeah. I would be excited to find canned greens, the seasoned mm. glory greens, okay. and have like a nice treat of greens every once in a while. I don't eat my greens out of a can. Isaiah, see, Isaiah knows the the he knows the 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 stigma fucking, the stigma that comes along with people who I don't eat my greens out of a can from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But my mom is not there to wash and clean greens. Okay, you scrutinize. For How about Stouffer's French bread pizza? That'd be fun to find. Yeah, but like it's it's refrigerated, frozen pizza. It's re- How are you gonna? It's oh, you're all right. It's gone. Oh yeah. So all it's gotta the refrigerated be all stuff is gone. Yeah. You know. A lot of tomato soup. So, Popular Mechanics wrote a 2007 essay about this movie that's mm-hmm. basically a picking nits essay. And includes tidbits like, the streets would flood because after each rain, the sewers would be clogged with natural matter and plastic bags. Okay. So it would be a constant flooding situation. In the absence of firemen, lightning strikes and gas line explosions would cause constant fires. All the buildings would be charred. They said we would not see roaches and rats because both depend on humans to survive. Hmm. And without humans, both of them go extinct. Dr. W. Ian Lipkin, who was interviewed in this, said that viruses don't mutate and become airborne. They typically fall into a couple different categories, respiratory, STDs, and vector-borne, like insects, ticks, and mosquitoes. They don't change from tick-borne to pneumonic. They just don't do that. Somebody said, "I don't know what." Yeah, no, I'm I just, I'm just did. telling I don't, you. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell he's saying. Lipkin also says Neville's immunity makes no sense. Oh, so and then there's a bunch of bridge people saying the bridge would not have collapsed that way. The towers would remain standing. The whole thing wouldn't have collapsed the way it was built. So they said that was some bullshit. Yeah. So there you go with your nitpicks. <laughs> Sequel, prequel, prestige TV, all black cast are untouchable. Well, they announced the sequel in March. Of this year? Three weeks before the Oscars. Of this year? Three weeks before Chris Rock got his face slapped by Will Smith. They announced a sequel's in development with Will Smith reprising his role and Michael B. Jordan set to star. And Akiva Goldsman would return to write the screenplay. Will Smith reprising his role. I'm I'm into it. Will Smith reprising his role as Neville? Fucking 15 years after? So it's like a Halloween 4 situation where he blew up, but I guess he didn't die? Oh, for real? I don't know. I'm. How does he reprise his role? He fucking died at the end of the movie. So, oh, so, look, I'm into it if Neville didn't die. I'm definitely into that. I think <laughs> you could blow this out as a prestige TV 10-episode awesome fucking series. That's what I would do if I was in charge of the I Am Legend IP. I would not do a sequel. Wouldn't do a movie. I would get Amazon to give me like $500 million and I would absolutely blow this shit 500 out. 500 million, that's cheap for them. Well, whatever. Yeah, blow this shit out and make this awesome. I want to go from, they've created the virus, now we can bring in some weird COVID parallels, we mm-hmm. could have like a Dr. Fauci character, all that stuff, and go through like the virus. Now it's like episode four, all of a sudden everybody's dying and just let's fucking do it. Let's do seasons. I, I'm with that. 
I mean, dark seekers. You're not going to get Michael B. Jordan to do that. No. Yeah. But, Michael B. Jordan's like, let's bang this out in an hour, 45 minutes, and I'm going to go make Creed 4. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 uh, but I'm, I'm, I'll be with that. That same world. Great, me too. Yeah. Is sure. this movie better with Wayne Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hahn, Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson, JT Walsh, or Philip Baker Hall? How about Sam? As Robert Neville? No, as his brother, who the flashback scene with his brother, <laughs> where he calls Sam his brother and says, This virus is really bad, blah, blah, blah. And that and has a flashback to when he tried to save his brother Sam's life. And, and then, then we Sam, just get and Sam. Then, and then Sam sees a dark seeker at his door and goes, Motherfucker! <laughs> He's like, these motherfuckers is trying to get me. And like, though, there's an action to you. You could put a new action yeah. scene into the movie. Sam getting chased by the Sam, dark seekers. Like, chasing the dark seekers away from, yeah. Isaiah likes this. Just one Oscar, who gets it? So the easy answer would be Will Smith. But you can make an argument for Francis Lawrence too, but Will, easy. Well, I'm going a different direction. Fennessy and I have always talked about pet Oscars. <laughs> There's all these pets in movies. Can we get like the weekend before the Oscars for weird Oscars? Sam the dog, like fucking, like, he's like De Niro in this movie. Any idea? Pet Oscars? What a fucking insanely unhinged ceremony that would be. Not Can you because imagine? of the pets, but because of the people. The pets should be there. Right. <laughs> We'd have horses, pigs. Horses. Pigs, pet Oscars, bears, Bart the Bear. Oh my God! You know what I mean? Yeah. What about the Edge? Yeah. Like, remember in '96 and Bart the Bear? Yeah. He won his third Oscar. <laughs> his third pet his Oscar. Third pet, Oscar. <laughs> pet Oscar should happen. Probably unanswerable questions. Um, where did he get the time coded copies of the NBC Today Show? Did he break into Thirty Rock? Might have. And if he broke into Thirty Rock, why not grab some Saturday Night Lives? And some some cheers he and Seinfelds have, and friends. Well, it was the oh, you know what the crazy he was he wasn't watching that in the morning though, was he? Was he? Was it the morning? I don't know. I would have banged out all of the friends. Right, because remember it's ten one, years. It's one guy. That's yeah. crazy. You just said I would have banged out all the friends. Just well, you know, I, what I mean. just clipped that one and just run it. <laughs> with my penis, <laughs> the penis part. Um, nah, yeah, he had a he's he's got he's in New York, so he's got endless entertainment. Probably unanswerable questions, Doctor Robert Neville. He should have just died of CTE because he had two two major concussions in this movie. Yeah. And probably like another seven, right? Uh, he he gets to... knocked out for hours, twice yeah. in this movie. Yeah. September 9th, should we just say it's Robert Neville Day in real life? Yeah. Well, what happens on September 9th again? That's when the the blood, she brings the blood. She brings That's the blood. That's when they save the, world. the virus. Yeah. Robert Neville Day, September 9th. That could be the name of the Amazon show, September 9th. September 9th. Perfect. Best double feature choice of this movie. Would you go with Castaway, iRobot, or Vanilla Sky? Just to get it's fucked up, empty New York combo. It's definitely not going to be iRobot. It's not. Definitely. I don't like iRobot. I fuck with it, but it's not going to be that one. Um, It'll be Vanilla Sky. Let's tell you something. Vanilla Sky was one of the best movie-going experiences I ever had. It's, it's really weird, fucked up, crazy, and it hurts my head. We went, it was four of us, and we went with four girls, and there's just some dialogue in the movie that... Like, <laughs> there's just some shit. The movie is so fucked. Like, to be in your early 20s with your friends. Or was that, 99? No, that was 01. Yeah, so being in your, being in your early 20s with your friends and yeah. all the guys and all the girls go see that movie, it was a fun time. Movie's kind of stupid, but... Cam Diaz is throwing 230 miles an hour in that movie. Yeah. Chapman. 
like just go, just going. She's for like it. Jesus. Remember, she says that she's in the car. Sid and every, Finch in that movie. She says that in the car, and everybody goes, "Oh, what?" And we're like, "Oh shit! What the fuck?" I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie? I gotta be honest with you. It's the car. The first car. The first car. I, that's that he, what I that had he, too. That he's that he's zooming around and the car that that car doesn't come back. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we see it again because he's got that like fucking tank type of SUV with the lights on it and all that shit. But the car is just so fucking dope when he's I zooming around. I forgot to look up what car that was. It looks like a Mustang. Yeah, but we got to get the exact year. This is this is my bad as the host. Yeah, it looks like a Mustang. But when he's zooming around trying to pull a drive by on the deer. It's a Ford Mustang Shelby GT500. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck. He's keeping it in really good condition. Yeah, that's so a great the, one. So the, the, the car is the dopest shit to me. The Coach Finstock Award for Best Life Lesson. Don't fuck around when you're the last person on earth. Yeah. Yeah, have some respect for yourself. Be responsible. Like, just, just stay disciplined. Yeah. If it's like 3.30 and it gets dark at 5.30, get your ass back into Washington Square. Right. Sam... Get a fucking leash. Right. You're not allowed to go in the dark buildings because I have you on one of those 75-foot leashes, leashes like that, that I can grab you if you're getting a little frisky. I a lot of trust in Sam. Sam fucked up. Yeah, Sam's you, a dog. He yeah. has an IQ of 40. Also, when you're chasing after, I'd say maybe like 30 deer and you've got a gun, just stop and shoot. Yeah, shoot one of the deer. You're just going to hit They're right a, there. You're going to hit a deer. Yeah. Like, stop and just shoot. Aim toward all the deer. Just aim in the general vicinity of the deer. Let a couple of go. It's venison on our plate tonight. And don't trust Emma Thompson if she has a measles vaccine. No. To turn she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Cancer cure. Just, yeah. just stay away. Uh, who won the movie? Will Smith? Will Smith. One more time. Damn, Will. Damn, Will. Damn. It's Will's fine. okay. Will's fine. Will's fine. Will's fine. Will's fine. It'll be Will's fine. Will's fine. We're fine. The library's fine. We're fine. We're still going to be able to enjoy Will Smith Everybody's movies. fine. Will Will didn't do anything close to what some it's of these good. other guys We've have recovered. Done. Will's fine. It's fine. This podcast was produced by Isaiah Blakely. <laughs> and we will be back on The Rewatchables next week. 